0: And the Emmy goes to. And goes to. And the Emmy goes to. And the Emmy goes to breaking back. Modern Family. Homeland. Creek. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Next Best Series. This is episode 17, time of recording, 9.03 p.m. on February 16th, 2021. I am your host, Matt Meglia, and here to join me this week, I have Amanda Spears.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: Michael Schwartz. Hello, everyone. And joining us as a guest this week over from Awards Daily, we have Joey Moser, everyone.
2: Hi, guys. Thanks for having me.
0: Very, very happy to have you here, Joey. And the reason why I'm happy to have you here with us is because this is a very, very fun episode. This week, we are going to be delivering our predictions for the Golden Globe Awards in the television categories, something that we usually don't cover on the Next Best Picture podcast. But since this podcast is solely dedicated to television, we have that opportunity here to really dive into what we think is going to win this year. But before we do that, I usually like to go around and ask everyone what they've been catching up. With on TV recently, uh, so Joey, since you're the guest here, I'd like to ask you a basic question just to start off. Like, what kind of a TV watcher are you? Are you like a year round? Do you like section it off at different times a year? Do you just follow what has awards buzz? Like, what's your relationship like with t- with television?
2: Um, I try to watch. I, I think as much as I can. Um, I sort of have like a wide net of taste. I think I like really trashy stuff. I like really super serious stuff. I think I'm more of a I gravitate more towards comedy, I think, especially in the last year or so. But um, yeah, I, I try to watch as much stuff. If I hear something as awards buds, I'll, I'll check it out. But yeah, I'm not limited to awardsy TV. Okay,
0: well, that's good to know here. Uh, so before I hand it off to you in terms of what you've caught up with on recently, I'm going to toss it over actually first to Amanda. So Amanda, uh, what have you been watching since the last time that we were here on the show?
1: Well, to preface, I was sick, so I've been watching stuff that I could either finish quickly or um, not uh, need to like be too alert.
0: And we're very, very happy that you're feeling better, by the way. Thank you.
1: I watched two things. I watched this really good four-part documentary series on Netflix called Night Stalker, The Hunt for a Serial <sighs> Killer. Good. So good.
0: Oh, that's good. Is this going to be, like, their new breakout true crime show, you think?
1: Maybe not. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, there's so many of them. It's hard to tell which one's going to be, like, the big one. But uh, it's about, um, obviously, the serial killer, the two cops who uh, who found them, the two detectives, which were, like, this very odd couple. One's this, um, you know, Hispanic up-and-comer, and one's this, like, Italian old-timer, been around for a long time and they're working together on this case and it's kind of crazy. It's, it was really good. And then I watched the second half of Modern Family's final season.
0: Oh, so it's uh, so it's finally over now?
1: Well, it was on Hulu. I think it ended last year, but it didn't just lead me to one thought which was, you know, if, the, if ABC had had a regular Emmy's, I'm sure they would have, like, you know, given them some fanfare for their final...
0: Kind of like when they brought out, like, the entire cast of Game of Thrones on the stage just to take a yeah. bow, pretty much. Game yeah. Game of
1: Thrones and Veep, I, I, I'm sure that, like, and it's not a big deal, but it was just one thought I had where it's like, you know, they won five Emmys in a row. I, I'm sure if, if they'd had a normal Emmys, they'd had the six adult actors, maybe percent comedy series or something, just as like a goodbye.
0: Yeah. Makes so sense. Long. I
1: mean, they did that with Entourage, too, so it's not completely out of their norm, but. It's just
0: all, you know. I feel that.
1: That's about it. Okay.
0: All right. Well, like I said, we're really, really glad that you're feeling better and that you're back here on the show. Uh, someone here who is always on the show, <laughs> <laughs> he's never sick as far as I can tell. I, I don't know how he does it. He always fits in all of damn television. Michael Schwartz, what have you been catching up with lately?
3: What have I been catching up with? Well, longtime listeners will remember that my project uh, during a lot of COVID was going back and for the first time, believe it or not, watching The Sopranos and Six Feet Under. And that Ooh. was just magnificent. I finished a couple weeks ago and I missed them both dearly. And, and obviously there's no overshadowing the quality of those two pro- programs. So I'm trying to find some more niche television now. Shows that maybe, you know, missed my radar when they were on a few years ago and I just never got around to. And I have found two really good shows, and they're pretty short, so you can watch them in a few days, and I've so enjoyed catching up with these. The first is a show that was on TNT about a decade ago called Men of a Certain Age.
1: Mm -hmm. I already watched it.
3: This is on uh, HBO Max now. It's streaming, I think, for the first time. Great cast. It's Ray Romano, Scott Bakula, and Andre Brower. And they are three men of a certain age, that age being like late 40s, early 50s. And it's about how they navigate their professional lives and their personal lives and their families and it's very well written very entertaining it's created by mike royce who did the excellent one day at a time reboot on netflix and pop tv but this is just a very entertaining well-written thoughtful adult television show and i always appreciate that the other show i caught up with and i know there are a lot of fans of this and it seems like we're all watching it at the same time believe it or not uh streaming for the first time in a while also on hbo max is the abc cult hit pushing daisies
0: oh i didn't realize Ooh. that that was uh, streaming on there right
3: now yes you yeah. know what it was so funny i had wanted to watch that for a while and i just never got around to it and it was streaming on the cw app like cw seed so i started watching it there because i couldn't find it anywhere else and then when i got to like the third episode i saw something on twitter saying oh pushing daisies has just been added to hbo max i'm like oh well that's a weird coincidence <laughs> so i am like Three episodes left. It is so well written. The characters are so fantastic. You have Lee Pace, Kristen Chenoweth, uh, great supporting performances from Ellen Green and Swoozy Kurtz, uh, very engaging, different, uh, it's almost like a Tim Burton feel to it. I'm really enjoying that. That's really great.
0: That's uh, Brian Fuller. I uh, I discovered Pushing Daisies after I watched Hannibal because I was just such a fan of uh his work on that show and I had heard about Pushing Daisies uh, daisies before and I was like, all right, well, if Brian Fuller created the show, then I definitely need to check it out. And the cast, like you said,
1: that show won a lot of Emmys for only like three seasons.
0: Yeah, that was
3: the year that Jane Krakowski was probably going to win for 30 Rock and Kristen Chenoweth got a nice oh. Emmy instead. Yep.
1: She had a killer episode. Have you seen an episode of Big Bang Theory yet? Like a full episode?
3: I have not. I've still gone my entire life <laughs> Big bang theory.
1: It's like you see- haven't had time.
3: I know. I watched the last minute before Samantha B every week. So I guess if you oh, add all lot these- HBO oh.
1: Max. You're I sucked. do.
3: <laughs> Maybe that'll be the next month. But I'm the gonna final come thing back watched- next
1: month and be like where it- have you watched an episode.
3: I know, I gotta stay true to that promise now. Don't you go know that you-
0: Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: Uh, The final thing I watched was actually, I just finished it minutes before we started recording this podcast. I watched the series finale of Your Honor.
0: Michael, Michael, Michael. Oh my goodness! Well, Do Your not Honor, get me started. On
1: what? Wait, wait, wait! What? What is?
0: This is on Showtime with Brian Cranston. Oh,
1: I did too. I'm so fucking pissed about that. Oh. I
0: am livid.
1: Say
3: what happened. I'm not going to say what happens, but I
1: am so fucking was... pissed.
3: A couple months ago, when this started, I remember I was the one, like, ringing the bell for the show, and Matt was like, yeah, I'm not feeling it so far. And I was really invested in this. It seemed like it was going to go great places.
0: I was right.
1: (laughs) You got me to go back and, like, catch up. I, like, caught up because you were like, I love it. And then finally, not to give it away, but Michael Stuhlbarg and and Brian Cranston kind of finally collided. And you're like, okay, it's going to heat up. But there's way too many subplots in that series that nothing ever amounts to
0: I I gotta say I got to episode 9 there are 10 episodes in this and when episode 9 ended I had this moment where I went okay great Um, I just finished episode 8 I have 9 and 10 left it's getting a little crazy I don't know if they're gonna be able to wrap it up and then I had this like sinking feeling in my stomach when I realized that that was actually episode 9 and I was off and I was like wow they only have the finale to wrap all of this up (laughs) Yeah, it, it was it, it was
3: really terrible.
0: I'm sorry. What a that.
1: waste of a cast.
0: And I watched, Michael, I, I think I told you this, I watched like seven episodes in a row the other night because I wanted to catch up in time for the finale. So I, I Sunday night I spent like all day watching your honor. Oh, and God. I just it was like two o'clock in the morning and I was like, wow, I feel like I've wasted an entire day.
3: And that was not a show that needed to be ten episodes. They could have done that thing in you know 6 to
0: six. 8 maybe yeah yeah What it, a waste of a cast it was a waste what? of a cast actually you know what the cast was actually like the one redeeming part of it for me like the writing was bad but Cranston actually like made it work it reminded me a lot of actually like game of thrones season 8 in a way where the actors really Aww. carried that season over its Aww. bad writing um so in that regard i was you know i, I i'll admit like i was entertained By it as michael was saying earlier but at the same time i i I have to recognize that it just wasn't good and let me tell you if their hope is that they're hoping that they're gonna pull like a big little lies and get a season two out of this for some reason think again because i don't want to watch the writers attempt to do this again
3: i I, i'm just hung up on the final five minutes of the series which i thought was just absolutely dreadful yeah dreadful
0: oh and not penny dreadful that's for sure joey have you watched your honor
2: um, I did an interview with someone in the cast and I, I've seen six episodes, I think, and every time I watch an episode, um, I, I would actually just, I would be alone in my apartment and I would just be like, why is this? This is so overly plotted. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah.
3: If you're not going to totally finish it, go and watch the final five minutes just to see how ludicrous this finale
2: okay. is. <laughs> just watch the
1: last episode. I mean, seriously, with a recap you'll know what's going on.
2: Okay. Well, because I, I I was really confused because I published the article, the interview, I think the publicist told me to publish it coinciding with the finale, and I think they got the timeline wrong because I posted it at, like after episode like, seven because they gave me a specific time, and I was like, I think it's like ten episodes, guys. And I... I, I just posted it anyway. But yeah, I, I sort of that's a show that I. I was just like, there's there's too much and it's so dramatic. And I, I understand what the cast is doing, but and I like everyone in it pretty much. And then I was just like, I can't do it. No,
0: no. So the one thing though that has been a bright spot for me, <laughs> because that was definitely the one thing that I that I was like coming in here, like guns blazing ready to just like talk about on this episode. But I have to admit Vision is continuously surprising me every single week, and it is getting to a point now with that show. It's not over yet, but every week they are building this whole can't miss atmosphere around its half an hour plotting. And, you know, Michael, I know we talked about this uh, early on when the show first premiered and how they did the 1940s the 1950s, the second week, the 60s, the third week, and each uh, week it's like a new decade. And the sitcom uh, style of filmmaking changes every single time, like the one week they were like in the 90s and, you know, just the overall presentation of each episode changes each time well now they're finally like starting to break out of that and it's cool because uh heading into this friday's episode the last three will be um hour-long episodes as opposed to the half hour so the show has like kind of proven that they're willing to go in very interesting directions with um integrating some other mcu characters which was a very big surprise for me um i was not quite expecting a certain cameo from someone in the show uh but it's more meta and smarter than i initially gave it credit for and i have to admit as someone who has enjoyed the mcu so far to a point like i am very curious to see um what this leads to you know down the line i know at some point the goodwill is going to run out because oversaturation like that's just that's just normal. They're gonna have so many shows on the network, um, and it's just gonna to be too much at a certain point. But for now, with this one show happening, I, I like where it's going, um, and I really have—I—I um, have—I'm very optimistic. It's gonna end uh, on a high note in these next three weeks. So definitely more on that next time we come back. So I find my relationship to that show so curious because I wasn't really a fan of
3: those first two episodes, but I at least admired their commitment to like the production values and stuff like that. But as it gets more removed from the sitcom format and becomes more of a Marvel thing, I could sense like society at large getting more invested and I find my interest really waning. (laughs) I actually haven't watched
0: uh, the last two or three episodes and I don't really plan to return. I mean, like I was into it in the beginning from like an aesthetic standpoint, because I just really love the commitment to the production design, the sound work, the overall like just presentation and feel of something that was made in a totally different era of television So in that regard, like I was kind of I was on board with it. And plus the half hour episodes, just, you know, you're in, you're out. And they're not even a half an hour. They're like less than that. Uh, So it was very, very easy to kind of just put it on and watch. But now it's like, holy shit, like we're starting to get serious now. And like I said, it has this unpredictability factor to it where you just don't know where it's going. And I'm I'm pretty excited by that possibility. Joey, what about you? What have you been catching up with?
2: Um, I've been catching up with a lot of like, uh... Like guess sitcom stuff, the stuff that I... It's just really kind of silly. I don't even know how I feel about a lot of the quality of some of it, even. Um, I started randomly watching Bonding on Netflix, which is a show that I did not really care to watch, and I just put it on one day when it was, like, one o'clock in the morning, and I needed something to watch, and it was there, so I turned it on, and it's... It's, it's, it's cute. Um, Call Me Cat with Maim Bialik. Um, I need to watch the last couple episodes of... Uh, pretend it's a city which um i could watch um friend and martin scorsese i can watch martin scorsese just laugh at her like that could be the whole show and i would be that was magnificent it's 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 just so uh it's just so good
0: and can i just say for the record i can listen to martin scorsese say anything and he's always right continue
2: (laughs) um i actually think it's funny that the um i've said on our podcast a couple of times that um like certain cast members of SNL I don't particularly care for. Like I'm not the biggest fan of Kyle Mooney on SNL. And when he came out next to Bowen Yang um, and did not say anything and just laughed and, you know, threw his hands up and had his mouth like gape, that, I was like, that's the best thing he's ever done. It's my favorite thing I've ever seen him do. Um, so that, and then a show that I'm, I'm watching uh, now that actually drops on Thursday that I'm catching up on uh, the drops on HBMX on Thursday uh it's a sin which i'm excited for everyone to watch so i'm trying to very slowly go through that because it's like a very serious topic and i'm trying to absorb as much as i can i'm reviewing it for awards daily this week when it when it drops so yeah just just a bunch of comedy and some aids there
0: you go and it's called a sin (laughs) it's a it's a sin okay all right i'll have to keep an eye out for that one cool yeah hey everyone sorry to interrupt but this is a preview of episode 17 of the next best series podcast in order to get the full episode you will have to head on over to patreon for next best picture where for one dollar minimum a month you will get the rest of this episode and other exclusive podcast content from us as well you have been listening to the next best series podcast part of the next best picture podcast umbrella you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts we are proud to be part of the evergreen podcast network if you want to leave us a review and have a podcast, rate us five stars, drop us a comment, let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time.